Welcome to My Autism Tribe, an organization of advocates that are educating, supporting, and empowering those in our communities. We are one voice made stronger. I'm your host, Susan Mills. Hey, everyone. Um, hope you're having a great week. Um, I am super excited about today's podcast. It's going to be just me and a guest. Uh, my husband's not able to join us today. Um, but there were several weeks ago where Cameron and I discussed an amazing probiotic that our family has been using. And it was from Bened Life. And the probiotic is called Neurali. Um, I was really, really happy when uh, the Bended Life Company reached out and said, hey, we would love to speak with you about more of the information on this probiotic because let's face, there is so much information on the gut-brain connection and my husband and I did not even come close to doing it justice. So um, I have with me today uh, Dr. Noelle Patno. She is the Chief Science Officer. Um, Before she hops on, I just want to kind of set this up because she may be having some, I think she's going to talk a little bit in layman's terms because there's so much intricacy with this. But as we know, uh, the gut-brain axis communication is bi-directional. And so by, what that means is the gut and the brain talk to each other, just like a conversation. It's not a one-way communication. And so which helps regulate gut function as well as overall behavior, like including mood and stress, sleep, focus, and more. I know that whenever I get stressed, my stomach is upset. So that is just, it's the gut-brain connection. And And so extra interventions may also be needed for those who aren't getting everything they need through diet, sleep, and exercise. And I would say probably 90% of our population would actually be in this category. And so that's where Bened Life and the probiotic strain 128 come in. Um, so uh, Dr. Patno, thank you so much for joining me today. I know you have a crazy busy schedule, so thanks for hopping on. Thank you, Susan. It's great to be here. Um, so I know, I, I, I well... The, the probiotic strain 128, um, it sounds so, so scientific, but from my understanding, this is the sole probiotic strain in Bened Life's Neurale medical probiotic. And when I was researching all of these different things, you know, my son is on the autism spectrum. My husband uh, has been diagnosed with ADHD. And so we live in a neurodiverse family. And so we're always kind of looking for um, different innovations and safe solutions for treatment. And um, when we came across this and just found out that it had actually been the subject of 12 human clinical studies, um, I was really excited. And the more research I did, like, you know, these, the categories of neurodevelopment, neurodegeneration, uh, mental health and exercise performance, I'm like, okay, I, I have to learn more. Um, you know, I think one of the things that uh, is stressed in the autism community is just eat fermented foods. Um, where, I, I know that there's a connection with fermentation. Can you kind of explain where the uh, the PS128 comes into this? Yes, that's a great place to start. So PS128 was basically our shorthand strain name for the full name of Lactiplantibacillus plantarum PS128. That's the full name, genus, 
species and strain of the probiotic we're talking about. And it was originally isolated from a fermented food called Fusai, a Taiwanese fermented food. However, it's not going to be available in just any regular fermented food or just any fermented food. Uh, fermentation can occur by design when you add a specific bacteria or yeast or specific set of bacteria or yeast to a vegetable or a starter bread or, or whatever you're trying to ferment, or you could do spontaneous fermentation. So spontaneous fermentation is when the bacteria itself or the yeast itself that is on top of that vegetable, for example, that you're trying to ferment is what's driving the fermentation. It's spontaneous fermentation. It kind of happens on its own. Okay. So the fusai with the mustard greens in Taiwan that was collected, harvested, and they add salt, a layer of more vegetable, more salt, more vegetable, more salt. It's kind of like the production of sauerkraut. And in this one particular batch of spontaneously fermented mustard greens, the PS128 strain was isolated. So if you were to make fermented foods at your at home or if you were to buy fermented foods off the shelf, um, we w wouldn't expect PS128 to be there. There are probably other types of Lactoplantibacillus plantarum in sauerkraut, for example, but you wouldn't expect PS128. Uh, but in this particular batch of a spontaneously fermented food, PS128 was isolated, and now it is grown in commercial quantities in an optimized environment. It's not grown on the Fusai fermented food now because it was isolated from a, a community of many types of bacteria in that Fusai uh, mustard green fermented um, original batch. Now it is grown in a very tightly controlled commercial environment where it can be quality controlled. It's done according to current good manufacturing processes. And that's how, um, that's how the PS120 is now manufactured. Does wow. that address your question? <laughs> yes. And then some, uh, you know, it's, it sounds like, and I, we go to, let's say the, the grocery store, or online, and we're trying to find a good probiotic, you know, and we, we say, oh, it needs to be, you know, so many million CFUs of, of microbes per gram of food, and, you know, all of, all of these numbers that are thrown out, and for most mm -hmm. of us, we just don't understand, like, the different types of probiotic strains. Um, I know you guys are actually on, like, the leading edge of health science innovation. I mean, this is, uh, from my understanding, it's the first medical probiotic that has been created. Is that correct? So it's called a medical probiotic because it's a medical food. There are other um, medical probiotics for different indications out there. Um, but this is, to our knowledge, the first gut-brain medical probiotic, we believe, based on what we've seen, because it specifically addresses uh, the, this gut-brain access. Now, there are other medical probiotics out there that I'm aware of that are medical foods. Um, they're calling them medical probiotics because they're probiotics. I got you. Um, 
uh, the medical food is the, the regulatory definition. And those medical probiotics address like something else, like an intestinal application oh, or a metabolic application. Okay. Whereas this is the gut brain medical, medical probiotic. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for the clarification on that. Um, so one thing that I'm really excited about, um, I think there were uh, preclinical models um, that had lowered levels of dopamine or serotonin in the brain. And we're all pretty much familiar with, with those words and mental health, for instance. And, um, and what, it was actually shown that this particular probiotic strain resulted in increasing levels of the serotonin and dopamine in the brain. Can you kind of go into a little bit more detail on that? Sure. There were several preclinical studies done with this PS128 probiotic, and one of them was a stress model where the dopamine and serotonin were lower in certain parts of the brain. And the um, in this model, the mice also had those anxiety and depression-like behaviors associated with the stress. And not only did PS-128 administration increase the serotonin and dopamine that was lower in those parts of the brain that had been measured, but also um, it helped with the anxiety-like and depression-like behaviors. That's incredible. There were other models as well, but that's probably the most relevant example. (laughs) There you go. Sure. And... uh I guess out of the 12 clinical uh, studies, um, I was really excited to also see that there were some that were done specifically for individuals that were on the autism spectrum. And I think there were maybe four trials that have been done with that. Can you go into into um, more detail about these? Yes, there were four clinical trials done in autism. The first one was done in Taiwan and was done for a month with the two caps, the 30 billion CFU PS128 per capsule. Um, It was a randomized, double-lined controlled trial, ages from 7 to 15 boys, and and, um, it had the placebo control, like I said. So the primary outcome of that trial was the autism behavior checklist, Taiwan version, and then the social responsiveness checklist uh, scale and the child behavior checklist. So basically the parents were rating the behaviors of the children before and after either the placebo or the PS-128. And what was observed was that there were reductions in behavior problems, reductions in um, repetitive behaviors, and social impairment in attention, and even some hyperactivity and impulsivity in the SNAP-4 test, which is usually used for ADHD-like mm-hmm. symptoms. So that was the first trial with parents observing the behavior and um, anxiety and impulsivity improvement in children. The second trial was in the U.S., actually, and that was a combination trial. So First, it was placebo versus PS-128, mm-hmm. and then they added oxytocin to both the placebo and then oxytocin to PS-128. Okay. So that was also a double-blind randomized controlled trial, but it was, and it had the same dose, and it was just a little 
different because of the oxytocin addition. Mm-hmm. And it was first four months and then three months. So a little bit longer. Again, the caregiver or the parent was making the same observations on those kinds of checklists. Mm-hmm. And the oxytocin plus PS128 was actually statistically significantly better than taking oxytocin alone or the placebo. And the, this was a clinician's global assessment. So it was the CGI is what they call it, the, the clinical global improvement scale. This one was also very interesting because they looked at the microbiome changes at the same time. Mm-hmm. And a particular set of bacteria that had shifted in this um, this clinical trial was associated with the favorable social cognition response. So this suggests that maybe the PS128 was modifying the gut microbiome a little bit in order to um, make the improvement with social cognition. It's, it's just an association, but it's kind of suggested there. Sure. Um, there were two other autism trials. One was a real-world study that was done in Italy. And there were physicians that were treating children already. And so they just used a probiotic add-on to their existing interventions or therapies, whatever they were already doing. Mm-hmm. So they either used the PS128 probiotic or some other type of probiotic. and the group of people who took the PS128 versus the group that took um, other probiotics, there was a, a difference where the PS128 had very much improved or, or much improved that was higher. Basically, 87% of the PS128 group showed improvement, while like 40% of those taking the other probiotics did. Mm-hmm. And the average improvement in the group taking PS-128 was much greater than the average improvement taking the other probiotics. Most common benefits were like increased shared attention, reduced repetitive movements, and improved communication skills. Mm. And then the last trial was just published last fall, and it was in preschool age children, like two and a half years old to seven years old. And this one showed primarily an improvement in the anxious and depressive behavior scale. Again, all of these were the same dose of the two capsules, 30 billion CFU, PS128 per capsule. And um, some of them, you know, they had different lengths, whether it was one month or, or four months or even six months in the trial in Italy, but you can see that there seems to be a pattern of improvements, especially related to behaviors, anxiety, and these seem to be clinically meaningful. Mm. That is right on point with some of the, the things that I saw with my son. Um, it was incredible. We, you know, we just, we got a couple of bottles and we're like, you know what, we'll try this out. Um, another autism mom had uh, told me about this and said that she had seen significant 
improvements with her son. And so, um, and my son doesn't use any kind of medication. Not that I'm necessarily opposed to that, but I always like to, to try to go the natural route as much as possible. Um, and so he started taking this and within the first week, I, I didn't really notice anything. And then there was a part of me that was like, maybe I'm just looking for things that aren't really there. And by week two, I told my husband, I said, I'm, something's different. And he, he was becoming less frustrated, you know, uh, with, with homework, let's say, and, um, his communication, like there was a, a conversation that I could actually have with him instead of just, you know, no, yes responses. And, uh, and that's when other people that didn't know that he had been taking it, started saying something like, oh, he has just been so with it, like in the classroom and um, and talking with his friends and social group. And so is there, like, kind of explain the process. Like once someone, it does it stay in your system? Like if you miss a day or, you know, for, for us, we start noticing improvements in two weeks. And is that because it kind of takes a little bit of time to start transforming the gut or... Can you explain as, as simply as possible how that starts to work? Well, first of all, thank you for sharing your story. And I'm so glad to hear that you've, you've seen a benefit. And we've heard from other parents. Uh, one parent you know, in particular who came to us and shared a very detailed story, which is similar to what you're saying, that it didn't happen at once. It happened over time, and different things um, showed improvement at different stages across the the duration. Like at two weeks, this happened, and then at four weeks, that happened. And I, I can think of another child who's been taking actually the product for eight years. He's the first one who took PS one twenty eight, and he's been taking for a long time and, and seeing that improvement. So it's a really good question about how it works and what's happening over time. And in order to answer those kinds of questions, we would need to do some more detailed studies where we took multiple time points, not just a before and after, but mm-hmm. multiple time points between um, one, between beginning and end, right? And, mm-hmm. and the preschool study did look at... Um, visit one, visit two, and visit three. So they had um, a little bit of of time dependency there. But what we really need to do is, is do a more serial approach. And we also would need to look at the microbiome mm-hmm. serially. So let's look at the microbiome at the beginning. Let's look at the microbiome at week one, week two, week three, week four. And you talked about the gut-brain axis at the beginning. There are so many ways that the gut communicates to the brain and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Through the vagus nerve, the gut is sending tons of sensory signals. About 80% of the fibers in the vagus nerve are going from the gut to the brain just because so much input has to go that way. So there are things we could measure. If we could measure the vagus nerve without, um, you know, harming a human being sure. or, or doing it in a safe way, that would be something interesting to measure. There's immune signals, there's um, hormones, there's nutrients that could be going through the blood up to the brain, um, you know, amino acids 
those could act, those are small molecules that could actually cross the blood-brain barrier, but most things are not going to cross the blood-brain barrier. So there's a lot that we need to learn about and assay. In some of the preclinical studies, there were there were immune changes, and even in, for example, like the studies in the athletes, the exercise studies, they saw some immunological changes. So it's possible that immunological changes are driving some of this and and that could be the way that the gut is communicating to the brain and that some of these changes are happening and I think it would also be different for each person because everybody has sure. different physiological makeup not just your microbiome but also the environment you live in the diet you're, that you have and the social context and, and so many other variables sure absolutely that makes a lot of sense is there, is there anyone, I mean, I think with anything, you know, talk to your doctor, you know, before that and have them included in the conversation, but, um, right off the yeah. bat, is the, is there, is there anyone that this may not be suitable for? Within the autism group or just in general? I think in, in general, you know, it, it's like once you get a hold of a good probiotic, you know, this, it's not the first time that we've incorporated probiotics, you know, along with our vitamins and, and other supplements. Um, but I just didn't know, like, as far as, you know, you, you hear a lot about nursing mothers, you know, don't, don't take this, or I just didn't know if there was anyone that, uh, that would immediately be excluded from, uh, from a list at all. Yeah. So, there are definitely exclusion criteria in the clinical trials themselves, and there are certain populations who have not been tested in a clinical trial with this PS128 probiotic. And then from the perspective of Bened Life, with a Neurally product, we have on the label as cautionary, basically uh, consult with your doctor if you're, mm-hmm. if you're taking medications or if you're pregnant or nursing, those sorts of things. That's always good rule of thumb, and this probiotic hasn't been tested in some of those populations. I will say, yeah. though, that with the with all of these autism trials, uh, many of the children in them were often on some kind of medication. Um, even in the Parkinson's disease trial, there was, that was taken alongside medication. The anxiety trial, it was taken alongside that particular medication. But... Also, with these clinical trials, there's always a physician, you know, who's who's involved. There's always the ability to call somebody up 24-7. So, as and as a medical food, the medical probiotic is intended to be taken under the use of a supervision uh, and under the supervision of a physician. Sure. As as with most everything that, that we do. Um, well, it's... What is one thing before before we part? What's one thing that if you know, I because I'm I go out and I, I was talking to to a friend. I have talked so much about this probiotic and have turned um, so many people on to just the the positive. Um, just I. I I, I don't want to call it a miracle, you know, by, by any means, but it has produced such significant positive results 
with our family that a lot of times when I'm, especially within the autism community, I, I just can't stop talking about it. When you were talking to someone that may not be familiar with this and you have like, you know, two sentences where you're, you're sharing what Bened Life or the Neurology Probiotic is, how do you describe it? For Bened Life, what Bened Life is, Bened Life's mission is to develop microbiome-based solutions for the unmet needs for people with neurological conditions, including autism in particular, and mental health conditions. And then for Neurali Medical Probiotic, it is focused on the dietary support of neurological conditions such as autism, addressing that gut microbiome to brain signaling. And that's what I can give you in two sentences. But of course, like you said at the beginning, there's so much that we could talk about. Yeah. (laughs) Well, if people are... Uh, interested in, you know, I always send people to the benedlife.com website, B-E-N-E-D life, L-I-F-E.com website, um, to just learn more information about it. And um, where is it? Can we find all of the clinical studies and stuff on there as well? There, yes, there is a list. I think if you want to do a deep dive, there's also ps128.info which is just focused on the science. Um, okay. Benevlife.com is the um, site where we obviously sell the, the Neurali Medical Probiotic and the, the, the recent new product, Neurali Mood, which is focused on, um, that's dietary supplement for the general population, uh, people who don't have diagnosed neurological conditions. The, the Benevlife.com website has many blogs that can also educate on gut brain science. There's also the Bened Life Instagram and Facebook. So there's many ways you can sign up for an email newsletter with Bened Life and get more information because we are constantly trying to put out more scientific information on our website. Awesome. And that, that is a great newsletter, by the way, because I, I love all of the personal stories that come through on there. Um, they are really touching and um, it's, surely showing us a significant impact on these people's lives. So Dr. Patno, I really appreciate your time. Um, and, uh, and if you have any other questions for Dr. Patno, her, you can go and look at the team, um, on their website and, um, just thank you so much for sharing all of that information. It's greatly appreciated. Thank you, Susan. It was a pleasure and I hope we can help more people and thank you for making this happen. You're welcome. So guys, um, thank you so much to Dr. Petno for, for chiming in. Um, listen, there's so many things, uh, that we could talk about and so much information. And I loved how she was able to break that down in a, in a fairly simple way, um, without getting too far in the weeds, but, um, I could listen. I don't know about you. I could listen to all of this science, research information all day because I just, I truly find it so fascinating. So, and, you know, reach out to me, um, on my autism tribe, uh, Facebook page, Instagram page. I would love to share our personal experience with you. Um, again, we are not sponsored by, uh, Bened Life at all. I do want to make that very clear. 
Um, this is our personal experience and, um, and with most of our personal experiences, we want to share those with you as well. So thank you so much for being a part of my autism tribe. And, um, and I'm very greatly appreciate being a part of yours. So thanks so much. And until next time.